Hello and welcome to APMP Podcasting from Quanta Training with myself, Adam Montgomery, and Tim McConnor, who once again has decided that <laughs> silence is the best approach to this podcast. Right, so hello, Tim. Hello, Adam. Yeah, that's better, right. So um, today we're looking at change, change control. Um, uh, let's have a quick look at the assessment criteria. We need to explain the different uh, stages of a change control process. So we'll go through the, the, the sort of process for for controlling change, explain how it relates to uh, configuration management, and then have a quick look at the advantages and disadvantages of a change control process. So, should we start by looking at the process itself, Tim? Yes. So, uh, five steps. They are review. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Yeah. <laughs> five uh, steps begin with number two. Is that yeah. Go to the fourth one now. <laughs> they are request, review, uh, assess, uh, decide, and implement. Yeah, so the first one, um, the request, really can come from anybody. And there can be any number of sources of change. So it could well be a user um, request. So people are getting to understand the project a little bit more and something has just occurred to them that they hadn't thought of before. It may well come from the supplier. So there might just be something that is new to the market that they're aware of that you were unaware of. It may even be an organisational change um, in that somebody might be requested to, to leave the project and be seconded elsewhere. Um, and if they're carrying out a significant role in the project, so project manager, project sponsor, um, then that in itself or should be treated experts, as... Or experts, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 sh that, that should be um, treated as a, as a formal mm. change because see what, what, the, um, what the effect might be if they are allowed to leave mm. the project. Um, so there's lots of different sources um, of change. Kind of external change as well, so new developments in technology, changes in the economic environment. Yeah, like a, factors, yeah. yeah suddenly yeah. a recession kicks in that's going to probably cast quite a different outlook yeah. on your project and whether it's even viable anymore. And even, say, you know, if, if there has been um, a, a new appointment of a, a senior figure, mm. then chances are they're going to see things in different ways and maybe your project might positively or adversely be affected um, but in terms of the way in which the change is conveyed that ought to be outlined as part of the PMP so there should be a description of the change control process mm. so it may well be filling out um, a document on an intranet it may well be um, relayed via email this would be an RFC would it? request to change yeah request to change variation order um, I'm sure um, everybody listening to this has come across this process already um, and so once it then has been sent to whomever should receive it, it ought then to be reviewed. And so in a project by the project manager. And this is deemed to be a, an initial review. Mm. So just broadly having a look at this to see what might the effects of the change be um, if it was to be accepted on project outputs and benefits. Um, because even at this early point, if you can just see that the, um, the requested addition of scope, um, if that was seen to have a negligible um, effect on the benefits then you really think is the project the best means of delivering it yeah. it might be a nice enough idea but maybe it ought to be delivered elsewhere perhaps as part of business as usual or another project but if it is deemed to be worthy of further scrutiny it's then that you can go to the next step if not you go no further and the next step is a more detailed assessment and so here there may well be lots of different options to address the request for change so say for instance somebody wants a new piece of software then you think well you know there are lots of ways in which we could deliver that we could buy it off the shelf we could um, deliver it ourselves um, and so working out the relative pros and cons of each of those different options before the project manager then ought to come up with a recommendation mm. and so the decision in some instances may be made by the project manager um, may be made by the project sponsor may be made by a separate appointed change authority mm. who decides over what 
ought to be clearly and unambiguously stated as part of the PMP again. So there should be no ambiguity here, really. But the decision broadly um, can be an acceptance. It could be a rejection. It could just be that the request for change is being deferred or either to a later point in the project or maybe until after the project. So it's a nice idea, but it may just be a little bit too late for us to accommodate it now. It might also be that more information might be required. Mm. So especially if you're saying, Adam, about if something has has changed in the environment that surrounds the project, it might just be that we need to wait and see a little bit mm. and see what effect that's going to have. Um, and then if the decision was made to accept it, um, the final step then would be for it to be implemented. Yeah, which may, of course, require some changes to plans and, and so on. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, And as part of this, like communication should run all the way through this. Um, and so once the decision has been made, um, certainly the project manager ought to be told about that decision, um, but so too ought the uh, the requester. Okay. okay, so change control has got pros and cons. And it is something which in most organisations it is business as usual activity, which is just used in the project. Yes. So it would be unlikely that you'd have a very good change control process in the project and then nothing at all in business as usual. Um, but... There are a number of different uh, advantages and disadvantages of a change control process. So what are they, Adam? What might they be? Okay, well, let's start with the advantages. I mean, if you control change effectively, in theory, the big thing is that you're incorporating those changes that are going to bring you more benefit and add value to the project, and you're not incorporating changes that are perhaps just nice to have and actually perceived as not bringing you any advantage at all. Uh, So you can ensure that the costs are kept under control, uh, that the project is delivered w- within an adequate time scale. Yeah, because a, a project is meant to be temporary, and um, if change is uncontrolled, then it will just spiral out of control. I think uh, it, it sort of acknowledges, if you like, that we, we, as much as we try to define the, the complete scope and quality required of the project, the requirements at the beginning, um, inevitably things will change. Change is inevitable. Uh, and it acknowledges that and provides a system for, for coping with those changes as and when they they arrive and it it built in a logical system that should mean that that you can get agreement between suppliers and and um, customers around change and certainly you won't get confusion so uh, uh, in theory if this is communicated effectively all parties are familiar that we're moving forward with a, a certain solution I mean there are disadvantages I mean I think the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages God forbid you know if you google top 10 reasons projects fail uh, number one or two is always lack of change control. So, I mean, far more advantages to, than disadvantages, but it is time-consuming. I'm Googling that now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've done it many times, but it, it is time-consuming. So, so you have to accept that, that it may result in certain delays, and people sometimes just think, this is a no-brainer decision, we just need yeah. to incorporate people it. People might, might be tempted to, to bypass it, though. Yeah, um, and, it, it can, and for similar reasons, really, it can be perceived as a little bureaucratic People will think that something is an obvious decision to make and yet they're being forced to uh, fill out forms, put it through to certain uh, authorities and so on for decisions. But, you know, it's there for a reason. Um, Yeah, so there we go. I think we need to talk about the link between change control and configuration management because they are are closely entwined. Um, Can we narrow that down and explain to people exactly how these, these two topics interrelate? Yeah, because they are really—it's—it's it's artificial to a certain degree, I think, to even separate the, to- the, the, the topics. I think you yeah. know they are—they uh, do go hand in hand. Um, but configuration management being a way where you can protect your documents by making sure that they are going to be securely stored, um, you can uniquely identify them and you can track them, so 
you know at any point who's in possession of them. And not just documents, but... Other yeah, well, any um, any asset of the project, but it does kind of lend itself to, to electronic storage and had its, uh, had its its roots in, in IT. So looking at the links between change control... Like and your own roots. You have your roots in IT, don't you? Yeah, well, more of a, more of a branch, um, I'd say. Twig. <laughs> um, a leaf. Um, so I can't go any further than that now. Um, but... Um, so one of the links between change control and configuration management is that configuration management would show an audit trail of changes to deliverables. So one of the steps of um, configuration management is status accounting. Well, that allows you to work out the current and historical data pertaining to information in the project. Um, and so you can see at any point what, um, the date at which something changed, who changed it, what changed, and why they changed it, really. Um, so quite commonly, um, if you've got a fairly meaty documents um, you usually see there's a title page that shows some kind of document history list and that's something that comes from configuration management another link um, would be that it'll be from the configuration management system that you can see individual what term configuration item records for each component of the project um, and within there you can see who the intended copy holders are so if something was to change you can see who you need to get in touch with yeah. and equally you can see who has the authority to change something so for instance if the document was a business case then um, the project sponsor ought to have that authority the ID scheme that you would have to iterate um, if a change was uh, was accepted again will be taken from your configuration management system um, and so you need to have an awareness of that configuration management allows you to track things so you know where they're restored and so from that system you'll be able to see where things are so as you're saying Adam this isn't just about documents it may well be that this is a piece of machinery or whatever that, that might be um, stored in a warehouse somewhere so you're aware of where it might be and then looking explicitly at the change control steps particularly the second and third steps of review and assessment um, where you're looking to gauge the effect the request may have or the change may have if it was to be accepted then configuration management allows you to ascertain the links between different configuration items say for instance if quanta here was to change its logo the logo would be used in a dozen different places so that are then that then allows you to work out what effort might be involved if that request for change was to be um, accepted yes yeah, so it's about understanding the relations between different products if one product changes the configuration management system should just tell you what else would have to change in it uh, if you don't have that information trying to do the impact analysis on change is, is very, very difficult. Okay, well, that's it. I mean, the uh, nice thing about that topic, I think, is uh, that most people have worked with some kind of change control system, even if it's in a business usual, maybe an IT environment. Um, in fact, many change control uh, in uh, procedures in operations actually end up resulting in triggering projects, of course. Okay, thank you very much, Tim. Thank you, Adam. Bye-bye.